You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. Earlier this week, I looked at unsustainable batting average on balls in play on both ends of the spectrum, and the likelihood that the hitters would have their luck change in 2021. Today, I'll look at pitchers who ran into bad batting average on balls in play luck. It's important to note that the spread of unsustainability isn't quite as wide for pitchers. When looking at the extreme since 2000, over a significant sample for hitters, the range was between a 247 batting average on balls in play and a 355 batting average on balls in play. For pitchers, since 2000, with a minimum of 750 innings, the range is basically between 260 and 320. This is in part because one pitcher faces an entire lineup of hitters, which increases the sample size and the diversity of talent involved quite a bit. So here, here are the pitchers who have the highest batting average on balls in play since 2000. Uh, Glendon Rush, 326. Matt Belisle, 319. Zach Duke, 318. Brian Moeller, 318. Kyle Davies, 318. So, you know, there's nothing, I mean, a lot of soft tossing there, uh, guys like Rush and Duke. Uh, but, you know, those, those averages aren't outrageous. You know, if I was a hitter, you would say, well, I was a, a little bit fortunate uh, in, in any given season. But for a pitcher, over a long sample size, it's uh, you're not going to give up um, a really high batting average on balls in play, and, and in part because if it stays really high, uh, you're just not going to stay in the league long enough to get a large sample size. Uh, at the other end of the spectrum, so the guys who had the, the lowest batting average on balls in play uh, since 2000, again, minimum 750 innings, and the lowest is Tyler Clippert, uh, you know, journeyman setup man who's had a long, uh, successful career as a reliever. His is 239, uh, which really is a, that's an outlier. Uh, Chris Young, 255, Joe Nathan, 261, Mariano Rivera, 263, and Marco Estrada, 264. So, you know, sinker uh, pitchers obviously get some uh, some advantage there. Uh, Clayton Kershaw is in the top 10 at 269. So, you know, the pitchers that are way outside the range uh, are doing something that isn't sustainable long-term. And, and now the answer in some cases might be that a pitcher got hit really hard uh, and they're not going to last uh in the major leagues for a long time. But, you know, some of these guys that uh, we're talking about here have either had disappointing results in 2020, but could bounce back, or they even had decent results in 2020, but could be even better. So let's take a look uh, at the players that had the worst uh, batting average on balls in play in 2020 and see if they might have some better results in 2021. We'll start with Rick Porcello. Uh, who had a 373 batting average on balls in play with the New York Mets. Uh, the American League Cy Young winner in 2016, Porcello ended uh, the 2020 season with a 1-7 record, 5.62 ERA. So you can be excused for not caring about him in fantasy. At the same time, his career batting average on balls in play is 308. Uh, and the highest ever before uh, the 2020 season was 344. So he's not really uh, as bad as he showed in that year. He, even a good version of Porcello... Um, isn't great and may still be on the outside looking in at your fantasy squad, uh, but he may be worth having on your radar uh, in 2021. 
And there's Washington's uh, Patrick Corbin. Uh, had a brilliant season in 2018 and 2019. Uh, then ended up with two and seven record, 4.66 ERA in 2020. In part because of a 3.62 batting average on balls in play. Uh, Corbin's strikeout rate dropped from 10.6 strikeouts per nine to 8.2 strikeouts per nine. While he's never been a, a real flamethrower, uh, his 90.2 mile per hour average fastball was a career low. Uh, at the same time, it would not make a ton of sense to act as though Corbin has totally lost it when he's just 31. Uh, because of his results in 2020, there's a, a chance that he could offer some pretty good fantasy value uh, next year. Staying in Washington, Max Scherzer had a 355 batting average on balls in play. And for his career, Scherzer's batting average on balls in play is 291. So he, he definitely had some bad luck. And that contributed to an un-Scherzer-like season. He also gave up more home runs than usual, but a 3.74 ERA and a career-high 1.38 whip is not what we've come to expect from a guy who's been a top-five Cy Young finisher in each of the previous seven seasons. I, I Even though he's you know up in his mid-30s, I'd be willing to to bank on better results from Scherzer next season. Arizona's Luke Weaver had a 349 batting average on balls in play. And Weaver's only 27 and had a great dozen starts in 2019 when he had a 2.74 ERA, 1.07 whip, but he was different in 2020. 1-9 record, 6.58 ERA, 1.56 whip. He walked more hitters and had some bad luck with batting average on balls in play uh, and also had a career-low strand rate. Basically, what could go wrong for Weaver did, and He's typically allowed a higher batting average on balls in play. It's 328 for his career. Uh, but adding an inflated 349 batting average on balls in play on top of everything else made for a really rough season. Uh, one more for Washington. Uh, Anibal Sanchez had a 347 batting average on balls in play. A lot went wrong for Sanchez in 2020, and not really in an unprecedented way. His 2020 season was a lot like his 2017 season with the Tigers. But he ultimately finished with a 6.62 ERA and a 1.66 whip, and Sanchez will be 37 next season. Even if there was some bad luck involved in those 2020 results, his fastball was the slowest of his career, and his cutter wasn't cutting. So <laughs> you're, you're probably not terribly interested in Anibal Sanchez for the 2021 fantasy baseball season, um, but you know there was at least some bad luck involved in, in his 2020 results. So coming up next, more pitchers had an inflated batting average on balls in play in 2020. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have a bunch of great flavors. My favorites, peanut butter brownie and salted caramel. But they're all low-fat, low-carb, high-protein, all in a convenient bar. They've added six new flavors. They have caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Now, I've been trying to shed quarantine pounds at an outdoor boot camp for the past couple of months, and I'm having some success, but I also leaned right into it with Built Bar as part of my post-workout routine. It gives my muscles the protein boost they need. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com, and use promo code LOCKEDON to save 20% off your next order. And enjoy the best protein bar on the planet. Send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. Show is at LO underscore fantasy MLB on Twitter. If you want to send an email, direct it to locked on fantasy baseball at gmail.com. So I'm going to continue with more pitchers that had an inflated batting average on balls in play in 2020. We're going to go out to San Francisco for Logan Webb. 
24-year-old, still trying to figure out his way in the major leagues and had a 345 batting average on balls in play. Led him to finish with a 5.47 ERA and a 1.56 whip, which probably isn't going to last for a full season. Like, you'd probably lose your spot in the rotation. But you can see a path toward improved numbers if, we- if Webb's batting average on balls in play was just closer to 300. There's still a lot to be determined about the course of his career at this point, but uh, dropping that batting average on balls in play into a more reasonable range would be a good start. Uh, Philadelphia's Zach Eflin. Eflin already had a pretty nice season. Career best, 3.97 ERA, 1.27 whip, and 10.7 strikeouts per nine. But he also had a 344 batting average on balls in play, which is a little unlucky. Unlucky. His career batting average on balls in play is 298. So the takeaway here could be that 26-year-old Eflin should continue to get better, even if he doesn't pitch that much differently and just gets more favorable results on the balls in play. Well, Boston's Nathan Eovaldi. He had a 336 batting average on balls in play. The Red Sox star is a little bit older, but it's similar to Eflin in that his 2020 season was already decent. Uh, Eovaldi had a 3.72 ERA, 1.20 whip. They're not amazing numbers, but on the Red Sox, that's ace of the staff kind of stuff. Uh, if you give Eovaldi a little bit better results on balls in play, maybe he could maintain those results over a full season. Cleveland, Aaron Savali had a 3.33 batting average on balls in play. The 25-year-old was great in 10 starts uh, for Cleveland in 2019 when he had just a 250 batting average on balls in play. Uh, and then it wasn't so great uh, in 2020 when he had a 3.33 batting average on balls in play, uh, contributing to a 4.74 ERA and 1.32 whip. If the real Aaron Savali falls somewhere close to the midpoint of those two seasons, that's still a quality mid-rotation starter. Philadelphia's Jake Arrieta. 333 batting average on balls in play. There's no denying Arietta's decline at this point in his career. 34-year-old has really struggled the past couple of seasons, and some of that is because opposing hitters are squaring him up more solidly. That's not the only reason. His strikeout rate is down, his velocity is down, uh, but a career high in batting average on balls in play, leading to a 5.08 ERA and a 1.51 whip, doesn't offer a whole lot of optimism for what Arietta could accomplish in 2021. Well, Cincinnati's Luis Castillo. Just imagine how good Castillo could have been in 2020 if his batting average on balls in play had been around his career normal, which is actually on the lower end. For his career, it's about 275. Uh, in 2020, it was 329. And, and even so, he still had a 3.21 ERA and a 1.23 whip with a career high 11.4 strikeouts per nine. There's room for even better results because Castillo's 2020 season was basically ace caliber uh, by the underlying numbers. And you look at fielding independent pitching and expected fielding independent pitching, but it didn't end up quite that way uh, in reality because of his high batting average on balls in play. Oakland's Frankie Montas had a 329 batting average on balls in play. Coming back from a PED suspension, Montas could still miss bats, but when he did get hit, he got hit hard, uh, at least relative to, to his 2019 season. The thing is, that's not that, all that unusual for him. Montes's career batting average on balls in play is 321. So we probably can't assume his luck will improve next season, or if it does, maybe not by much. And finally, Toronto's Tanner Roark. He also had a 329 batting average on balls in play. And this is a veteran starter, been a useful innings eater in previous seasons. Then he had a 6.80 ERA for Toronto in 2020. It was also his second, second straight season when his batting average on balls in play was over 320. That's after... Uh, he had a batting average on balls in play of 300 or better in his previous five-plus seasons. Now, Roark's velocity was down. He got hit really hard, barrel rate over 13%. So 
you know, could he be better in 2021? Sure, it would be tough to be worse. But it also still might not be good enough to warrant fantasy interest. So that will do it for this week. I'll be back Monday with more stats for offseason prep and hopefully more deals to analyze. There were some signs of movement this week in Major League Baseball, so I'm a little bit optimistic. Now, I've been going on for a while now on these offseason pods, and you can go back and bang them out because they're quick. I listen to my podcast at double time, so I can get through these in like seven, eight minutes. And they're basically evergreen. Uh, nothing uh, that has happened since the season ended has changed the content in them. So if you've missed a few, circle back. Uh, there's still some analysis there that you can use. So find this podcast, subscribe, and rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Baseball. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis.